Before I get started with the show today, I just wanted to remind you, the episodes that I've recorded in the past couple of podcasts have all been streamed live from my Facebook page. So if you'd like to check out when I do these streams live, go to facebook.com slash Tom Ray's website and just subscribe to the site or follow the site, whichever terminology Facebook uses these days, but go to facebook.com slash Tom Ray's website and you'll get an alert when I do these live streams. So go to facebook.com slash Tom Ray's website to see the live streams and I will talk to you soon. On with the episode. Hi, and welcome to another Tom Ray's Art Podcast. I'm Tom. Uh, Today is another one of the shows that are part of a series I've been doing about behind the scenes things that I've done for my website and other websites that I run, kind of showing like how I got started just for people who are interested in different ways to try and promote what they do, what they create. And uh, I've done a couple of these now. And in the past one, I was talking about basically uh, posting and using the system that I use, which is Blogger, but it applies to anything that you have for a website. All of this is blanket material for everything that you do. It's just me going through the process of the actual things I use so I can be a little bit more specific. And maybe people haven't heard about the service that I use. And last time I talked about how I started out with the free domain. So when I start a website for any idea that I have creatively or just for maybe a business, I start out with a free website and then I set it up with uh, posts And that's what I talked about last time was mainly doing posts and putting them out there and actually populating the site before buying a domain and worrying about design because I don't know if I'm going to follow through on it yet. And that's the main problem is I have to find out if I'm actually interested enough to keep doing it. If I spend all this time designing and buying a domain and setting up the site and trying to think of navigation for an idea that I'm like, this might work. And then I start it and then I never touch it again. Well, that was not only a waste of time, but a waste of money, a waste of effort, a waste of design. My point is, is that I start out with a free domain until I've posted at least five things. And then after I post those five things, and if I'm still interested in doing it and I enjoy it, then I will design the site. And then after designing the site, I think of a name. I think of an actual name. Whereas the free site, if you set one up, say, whether it's through WordPress or Blogger, but a lot of them, when you sign up for the free one has the dot what the service is.com. And that part isn't that important. And I covered this last time. It's just something to put there. Like my site here was something like reimagining artist or something like that, .blogspot.com is what my site used to be. Then I bought a domain uh, and I set up that domain for the website address. Once I've decided, yes, I'm going to follow through on this. I'm going to continue. And a domain should only cost you $12 a year. For the most part, any .com domain, unless it's really valuable, should only be $12 a year. So uh, other sites will try to tell you like, oh, it's valued at this. Search on a different domain host. Like a good one is going to domains.google.com. Google actually bought a domain service and they've been using it. And it's probably one of the most competitive price sites out there. There are other good ones too. There are people I know that have ones that they use, but I know like when I used to buy my domains through GoDaddy, they would 
they're actually known for changing the price based on how many times it's been searched. And if it's like, oh, more people have searched for this domain in the past week, then they will raise the price on it. Like I have domains that I just haven't transferred over from there yet that I'm paying like 16 to $20 a year. And I know for a fact, after moving over to like say Google or domains.google.com, it only cost me $12 a year. And almost everything I've looked up is only $12 a year. So just a heads up if you're looking at domains, that's pretty much the going rate, at least as of right now. Another thing is that I've actually changed my domain several times. So when starting out my blog, or the Tomways website.com site, when I started that out, the domain, I, I've had like three domains since then. I originally didn't want it to have my name in it because I was shy or embarrassed or whatever, even though I was posting very personal things about myself and my webcomic on there. And I was doing a podcast where I was talking to people, but it was audio only. So I guess I was still a little bit shy at that point. And then I started doing video and then I switched it to TomRaysWebsite.com. One, because I'm like, why am I hiding my name? And two, because my name is very plain and I want to be found in searches better. I want my name to actually be something that I pop up when you search for my name. Right now, lots of people, there, there's professors, there's um, actually an animation artist who I knew about growing up. He used to do Hanna-Barbera cartoons named Tom Ray. That's how I got into animation, truthfully. Um, there, you, there's other stuff, like there's so many people named Tom Ray. It's, I mean, it's two first names and it fits on a license plate. So that's another reason why switching a domain isn't that hard once you do it. Uh, I've actually, uh, for the longest time, only paid $12 to run this site and my podcast. That was literally how my business was going. Nothing else cost me any money. The hosting was free on Blogger. Uh, I just paid $12 a year. The podcasting, I have free uh, podcast hosting services that I use, so that didn't cost me anything either. All it cost me was the time and effort for what I was doing. Otherwise, until I started a cart and selling things on like eBay and Mercari and Facebook Marketplace, uh, didn't cost me anything. And it still doesn't cost me that much. I only pay for online carts and email services. I want to talk more about, okay, I've been doing this and I said it cost me $12 a year. That's great. It wasn't really costing me that much to do it. But first of all, is blogging something that is good for this. And I kind of talked about last time how it gave me opportunities. It helped me by by posting about what I do or trying to figure out what I'm doing. It gave me direction. And uh, the more I wrote about what I do and posting my webcomic, the more I discovered my voice or my path for starting this site. I knew I wanted to do something artistically. I just didn't know what yet. And you know, that's, that's what happened after starting my website. I wasn't going to start out doing a daily webcomic. Then something happened and which is actually, which is actually the name of my webcomic. It's kind of, it's kind of generic, but it's really, then this happened is what it's called. And it's because that's each day one, it's, I try to find something to write about. I wanted to be able to find a story and find something to say, even when nothing happened. But the thing is, is we never have nothing happen. That's not a good sentence, but you get what I'm saying. Each day I try to think of there's, there's got to be something that's inspirational about today, whether it be just a thought I had or um, something silly I saw. Also, personal things and writing about it and trying to be able to tell a story in four panels. 
those were some of the things I wanted to do. Some of the things I wanted to expand upon and get better at and also get better at drawing. So I needed to do it every day and to come up with a story every day is hard, but to think about like, what was that thing that happened today? Oh yeah, that. And then write about it. I really found my voice. And then also finding my voice literally by starting a podcast. I wanted to meet other artists and I wanted to know what more can I, what am I missing when I'm trying to post these web comics? How can I, I mean, let's be honest. How can I make money? How can, how can I get paid for doing this? Uh, all of it was great that I was getting more traffic and everything and people were finding it. But I started the podcast to find out how are you making money? How are you doing it? And I had some knowledge from jobs that I've had in the past, but I didn't really know how to apply it to myself. It's hard to, it's easy to tell a place you work to go like, oh, you're doing that. That's the stupid way to go about it. You should do it this way. But when you're in charge of yourself and you're managing your own stuff, it's really hard to go like, oh, I should do it this way. I know better. Of course, I think I do. But then when I do it, it's like, am I doing this right? That's, it's, it's hard to do. It's hard to explain and it's hard to do. But managing yourself is probably the most difficult person to manage in the world, at least in my personal opinion. Then while doing the podcast, I was able to find new things to be creative about. Uh, I've said before, the value that actually comes from the podcast, and I hope people understand this when they listen to it, it's not based on artists. It's based on what they do. Because I've talked to, again, sculptors, painters, writers, playwrights, um, uh, all kinds of different, you know, cartoonists, animators. All of them are different. They're different backgrounds. They're different types of schooling. They're different types of, you know, different formats. And maybe looking through the list of podcast people, it'd be like, oh, I want to listen to the painter because I'm a painter. Or I want to listen to the shows about the writers because I'm a writer. But there's value in all those. I've learned things from all of those backgrounds that apply to what I'm doing. It, it, it's just thinking out of the box. One of the things recently is an author I spoke to reminded me, even though I've made a book and figured out how to publish it on Amazon, they reminded me of something that I do for music. On music, I get paid by streams. When people listen to it, I get paid. The more people that listen to it, the more you get paid, not only with, obviously, through listens, but each day, depending on the percentage of people that listen to a particular song that I put out there, the percentage that I get per listen is more. It's greater because it's deemed as more popular and more valuable. I always argue when people are like, oh, you get paid a fraction of a cent for one listen. One, there's the whole like, well, if you have more people listen, it's more. And two, well, that's a fraction of a cent more than I was getting paid per listen before that. <laughs> so I see that as a good thing. I mean, you know, the other part is I realized from talking to this author that I had these books on Amazon. I created eBooks for him. I tried to promote them. I didn't really understand the Amazon advertising. And they taught me that there's a thing on there for eBooks called Kindle Unlimited. And it's for people who like to read people who basically sign. It's like Netflix for books on Amazon. And also for people who pay for eBooks, this applies too. But what I'm getting at is Kindle Unlimited, you get paid per page read. It's like listening to a song. So when they scroll through my webcomic in the ebook on Amazon, I get paid 
by each page they read. Boom. I was talking to an author and realized that I could apply it to my comic book, my web comic book that I have out there. So I wouldn't have thought that going in talking to a romance novelist. And now I've been promoting my book on there again, promoting the ebook on Amazon to people who have Kindle Unlimited. And the more they read it, they can go. But that's the thing. They bought they can either buy it or do it through just Kindle Unlimited. And if they go back and read it again or like go back pages and then go forward again, each time they turn the page, I get paid for that. That's fantastic. It's also another thing I'd like to kind of mention in passing. If you're an artist, make an art book. And I don't mean it can be, it can have some process in there, but take some photos of your work. Maybe show the setup. That's another thing to do. Like make an art book, put it on Amazon and make it an ebook and you can get paid for people just looking at pictures of your stuff. And that's also a way to repurpose stuff on the website. My webcomic, I was posting on the website. Then after a year, I'm like, I should turn this into a book. So I took all the information and, you know, uh, captions and stuff that I did. And I arranged that in a book. Uh, and I think if people are posting on a site, cause sitting down to go like, okay, I'm going to make a book. That's an ordeal. You know, even me thinking about it before I thought like, oh, I'll just do my web comic. I thought like, oh, I could maybe do a how to book or I could do a comic book, which I'm working on now. But first it was like, then I got to think of a story. I got to think of format and it was all preparation. I just wanted something I could put together. So making a website if you post stuff on there, think of grouping some of those, and this is just an idea, think of grouping some of those things that are similar that you've written about on the website or that if you're starting a website, you could write about. And after you get like maybe 50 different subjects and a bunch of pictures, put that together in a book and put the ebook on Amazon and set it up for Kindle Unlimited. And then you can get paid for people just looking at it. Anyway, little tangent there. I wasn't even going to mention that. It just popped into my head. So uh, basically what I was saying is that I've gotten value from people in all kinds of different backgrounds just by starting this podcast. And that's why I think it's valuable to listen to different artists that I talk to on the podcast, even if it's not in the field that you're interested in. I wanted to mention that. Uh, Also, the best part was that this was networking with people that had the same interests. So not only was I learning things from them, I was meeting people that I could talk to about this, do a conversation and you just, you're talking about stuff you love. And that's, that's really the number one reason to start a website or a blog, in my opinion. And uh, it encouraged me to write more about art because of these, because I had to find ways to talk to these people, learn more. I had to do background uh, searches just so I could make sure that I'm talking the same subject with them. You know what I mean? Like if I'm talking about sculpting, I can't just go like, I've heard of sculpting. The end. I I wanted to look at what they do and opportunities they had. And also that leads the discussion in different directions. So it encouraged me to learn more about art and to do more. So that's why blogging and creating a website is good for artists. And it was, or at least it was for me, but do art websites and blogs make any money? That was the one thing I was, when I started out, I was like, okay, I was doing all this, but how was I making money? And up until I made my book, I wasn't. I was paying $12 a year and that was okay. But I also, uh, through different websites I've run and uh, ones that I talked about in the previous episode, I have a, a Q&A, a question and answer sort of music blog that I do. I have a pop culture site that I started. Now I had this site. 
one way to make money is to uh, become an affiliate. An Amazon affiliate is the easiest way to do it. So you can make money through affiliate programs. The idea is basically when a user purchases a recommended product or service or whatever you link to from Amazon through the affiliate program, you get a cut of that sale. And I use it. It's not substantial depending on how many you sell a day. Again, it's the same thing. It's like if you send a hundred people to Amazon in one day. Well, that's not bad. You're going to get a good chunk of change for that one. Basically, it, you can link to anything that's on Amazon through the affiliate program from your website. Just create a link that goes to Amazon. And when it goes there, Amazon knows that you sent them there. And it's like, okay, if these people purchase something, then we'll give you a cut of that. It adds up after a while, especially if it happens every day. Let me just tell you how you can actually sign up for Amazon affiliates. It's not that hard. Uh, you just, the easiest way is to search Google for Amazon affiliate and it'll, I believe it's the first search that's up there. Otherwise go to affiliate-program.amazon.com. And this is not an affiliate link. I'm not sending you there and making money. Amazon affiliates can make as little as a hundred bucks a month or as much as six figures per year. That's what I found trying to search for like, you know, what is the average? And ZipRecruiter, that's what they put down as of July of this year. Depending on how many people you send there, how much the thing that you're linking to costs. Other things that I've done is uh, I started monetizing my blog. So if you go to my blog, you'll see that I have ads. So I get paid when people come to my site and look at it. I have things that have been caught by Google search and indexed, and it sends people to my blog all the time. And I get paid for that just for them looking at the page. And I did the post like a year ago. So I get paid for monetizing with ads. And I do that through uh, ads.google.com. It's another thing that's uh, free to sign up. You go through a review process, which takes a few days, and then you get accepted and you can put ads on your site, which I would say on a website, not on your cart, because you're trying to sell things there. You don't want it on your cart. So I put ads on there and I drive people to my site and I get paid just for them looking at it. The other thing too is that I've done ads on the podcast. The service that I use actually goes out to try and find advertisers for me. And uh, another way to benefit from this, so as I said before, I have a website separate from the store. So when I bring people in talking about something on my website, I get paid for the ads. And then at the bottom, I take a related item that I'm talking about or related post that I've done and I write a call to action that sends them to my store. So they've read the article, they go through and it's like, oh, that is interesting. And then there's a, hey, if you like this, I have stuff like this available available in my store. And they click on that and it takes them to my store. Then maybe I make a sale. So through that, there are several different ways to monetize going through. So when I say promote something or create adding, uh, advertisements that send people to my site, the outcome that I'm looking for is hopefully to either get them to buy something, just look at the site or click through to go to my store or listen to the podcast. And all of those have monetization, which is how I justify making ads for my site. Then on top of that, I, of course, have my email list. So I ask people to sign up for my email list. And I do this on all of my sites, starting with the podcast site. What I do is I make a reason for them to sign up instead of just like, hey, join my list, you know, and I'll email you stuff. Uh, on my podcast website, I talk about the podcast. I go, hey, do you want to learn about how, just like I said in the beginning here, do you want to learn about how people get their stuff out there, the stuff that they create and 
how they make money and how they make a living doing art, sign up and you'll get notified when this podcast comes out. And I also say, you'll also get notified when I'm looking for artists to be on the show. So there are two reasons for them to go, I'd like to do both of those things. And they sign up for the list. That way it's more than just, hey, sign up for my list. And it's like, why? So I've given them two reasons. Another way that I do this, and this is something that can apply, like say if you don't have a method to go, I'll tell you about these things or I'll send you information about this stuff. Uh, One way I'm doing it on my pop culture site is I'm getting people to sign up by having a pop-up on the site that shows after a few seconds through my email provider, which is MailChimp, by the way. I give them a, if you sign up, you'll get a 20% off coupon on anything in my store. So if they sign up or if they go to the site, one, I'm getting paid because they're looking at my site uh, and I have ads on it. Two, I'm sending them to my store. And three, if they go to leave, a pop-up goes, hey, if you want 20% off anything in my store, just sign up for my email list. And then when they sign up, there's an automated email that goes to them and gives them 20% off with a, uh, a special code in my store. So they signed up and I'm going like, Hey, you could buy something from me too. That one's actually been pretty successful for me. And it's just a way to get people. Now I can also email them like, Hey, I'm going to have a sale again, or I've got new stuff in my store, or maybe you'll like this item. Like they're on my email list and I can continue to contact them and I don't have to pay for advertising after this point. And I know they're going to buy something because they signed up because they wanted a coupon. So I know that they're going to be potential buyers or at least interested in the stuff in my store. So those are ways that I've been trying to make money on my blog or have made money on my blog, several of them. And they're just some ideas to kick around, try out uh, yourself and see what you think. And that's the point is I wanted to show some behind the scenes in these podcasts about what I've been doing and how I started my site and how I ended up creating my own business and podcast. So That's it for today. I'll talk to you again soon uh, with some more behind the scenes stuff and I'll see you next time. 